Welcome to the Coin Op Cowboys, the podcast where four guys explore the absurdities of everyday life, sharing our entertaining experiences and insights on a variety of topics. This week, Chris discusses the battle of Karen Sebes with his latest installment of Decisions Were Made. But first, Angel leads the boys down a rabbit hole discussing humor in society. We're trying out the shorter format to release an episode each week. Next week, we'll hear from Ryan and Steven. What will they talk about? My guess? Probably poop. But stay tuned to find out. We plan to read your feedback on future episodes, so comment if you want to hear it on the air. Like, subscribe, follow, and rate us. Be sure to spread the word about this episode to your friends. You don't want to miss this one. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Apple, and Google Podcasts, anywhere you get your favorite entertainment. We release a new episode every week, starting with this one. So... Take a listen to past episodes and get all caught up, because you deserve it. Now, I'm looking at the main stage. It looks like Ryan's in a huff, as usual. <laughs> what a maroon. Let's hop on over and see what kind of bone he's picking. What was that, Ryan? What's the over-under until Angel gets dis- distracted by the podcast and starts putting on Oculus headsets or... Staring at the the moon. <laughs> 30, 30 seconds. Well, I don't know if someone wasn't an hour late, Ryan. <laughs> you could have just pushed it off a week. Who the fuck you think you are, Mister Muscle T? You know I tank uh... top bitch. Dude, the dude, the the the, the, the coin opians get restless, man. I feel like there's like a shakedown. They're like, look, man, I need look my at that definition right there. Look at that. Oh, Muscles oh. from Brussels. No, I need to make Ryan my gym partner now that he's up in my area for work. You have, you have 24? Should... No, I got uh, 19. Fuck fitness 19. <laughs> couldn't get all 24. I couldn't afford 24. You can get 24 hour fitness is like, it's like 200 bucks a year. What is 24? Jesus. Since when? They're like way more than that. You just have to pay up front. That's not bad. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only reason I did it. I just go to the one that's next to my house. See, Steven's got Fitness 19 because they have that equipment that's been in there for like 50 years. So they have all that like mineral sweat on the weights. So the weights actually weigh more than they normally would after all these years. Guaranteed to get sick if you go there. Yeah. Do you use the um do you use the uh the, the, like the, the the massage machine, like the hydro massage? No, I just do my shit and get out. But you know what? Ever since I stopped going. I haven't got any of my little sicknesses that I was getting early on in the year. Did, uh, did, <laughs> did your kid stop going too? She's been fine. I just like, maybe it's just so many germs at the, at the gym. That's why I stopped going to fitness 19 during COVID when they, they, dirty. they violated the, they opened early. So they like violated the rules and when they could open. And I was there and I, I was going, so I wanted to go to the gym, but I was like looking around and nobody was even cleaning shit ever. No, so I was just like, you guys don't care about anything. Like I'm going to cancel. Like okay, cancel. Like, okay, fine. Fuck you. <laughs> nice. I use the gym at work, but then I'm working so much I don't have time to go. So. Oh yeah, yeah. You work real hard. Yeah, super hard. I harden. You work hard at destroying the earth with your fucking constant greedy oil drilling. I much prefer to go on like regular walks and runs than to go to the gym. Some more did piece. you did you not hear what you did to Arizona, Angel? First of all, my company doesn't drill. We so. burn fossil fuels. I don't. We don't burn fossil fuels. Over Consumers burn fossil fuels in Phoenix, Arizona, for thirty days, thanks to your greedy money grubbing ass. You, Guns can, don't you know. kill people. People kill people. There you go. Cigarette. Stephen agrees. Cigarette don't kill people. Stephen agrees. Stephen agrees. So if your stupid greedy industry just lets the electric car and the water car 
be built 60 years ago the world would be beautiful oh that's another topic well well, you know i guess if ryan didn't um drive over that curb going 50 miles an hour and that sexy man and pop all of his tires he wouldn't need that big diesel truck to tow him to god knows where how fast was i going chris 50 and a 15 oh it's going like two miles an hour (laughs) looking for an address It was so mad. So, so actually, so you were the one on the road burning the fossil fuels. Got it. Yes. Well, we closed the deal. That's the best part. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it took. Nice. All it took was well, a tow truck. It. Cost three hundred dollars to replace that tire. That's valid. They charged a hundred. They charged one hundred and eighty dollars in labor. They had the car for fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they had to do like a mobile surgery. Did they come out and fix it, or did no, they... no, no? That was the Big O tires. I have no idea how much the tow company charged. Oh, but Big O charged three hundred dollars. Dude, they saw the company car, car and they're like, "Ching, they don't fucking oh, yeah. do cheap uh, shit." Oh, uh, billing it. All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys excited to start our our weight loss challenge, listeners? We uh, we're doing a weight loss challenge this month. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see how a human being believes they can lose a hundred pounds in thirty days. That's right, baby. I'm gonna. That's my goal. <laughs> I've, like done, three pounds, I've done it before. That's three pounds a day. I've Angel. done it before. That is not a healthy amount. Nobody of said it was healthy. <laughs> Nobody said it was you healthy. Literally, you literally have to to not eat anything. But you know, if if, uh, if Angel takes his chain off, I mean, there's five pounds just by itself. I did chug a good amount of water before I went to weigh in. Oh, fuck yeah. So I'm probably under 200 pounds. Nice. But <laughs> nice. I'm probably like 199.5, which I was quite thrilled to be at that 200 mark. I thought I was going to weigh in more. Yeah, I'd been like 195 for a while. And then before we started this thing, I was like, oh, I'm going to start like cutting down on what I like, how much I eat during the day. And so when I weighed in, I was already like five pounds lighter than the last time I weighed in. So I was like, oh, that's I, bullshit. I should have ate, drank some bunch of water. I was like five to 10 pounds lighter than the last time I, I stepped on the scale, which I was pretty happy about. Yeah. That's pretty good. So, I mean, it's I've fucking been hard, drinking dude. a lot less and less fast food. At 35, it's different because before, as soon as I would start cutting back what I eat, it would just like go down so fast. And now it's just like, nah. <laughs> just, I, nah. I do have an, I have an important announcement to make. Ooh, an exclusive. You're getting married. <laughs> I've been getting married for six years. Like it's officially seven. happening. No, no. Do you no. hear wedding bells? It's actually, Don't be silly. Don't be fucking silly, Stephen. Okay, what's the important? It's actually a sad announcement. Oh no! Y- y'all, y'all need to take a seat. Uh oh. Should I stand up first? I think I'm done with Taco Bell. What? Good. You come into the dark side with me. Del Taco? No. I, Why are you done with it? I went to Taco Bell last week, and the $5 box is back, like officially. And it includes more items now. But the next day, my stomach felt like shit. Uh-oh. And I've, I've never had that happen from the Taco Bell. So why do I do this to myself? Probably for the best, right? I don't see how you're going to lose any weight if you're eating Taco Bell. True. Yeah. And uh, the Volcano menu's back, though. I saw Paris Hilton advertising it. Volcano menu doesn't do it for me. I never... I still haven't gotten the El Diablo from Carl's Jr. I have not bought Taco Bell since they got rid of the double decker i mean okay maybe twice but that's been a long time but i cannot remember the last time i got taco bell i'm actively protesting it the cheesy bean and rice burrito is sent straight from the gods for a dollar fifty so wait it was always about double deckers for me Ryan, you actually so, and so you haven't gotten sick from taco bell before it usually doesn't really affect my stomach no it's pretty pretty big achievement in life i feel like to not have yeah, been known for giving the shits but the next day i think i got too many jalapenos their jalapenos do fuck up my stomach i think i had too many jalapenos you, inside the burrito. you know what fucks up my stomach 
and it's not even supposed to in and out because I always eat their yellow chilies and that shit fucking gives Ooh. me straight yeah. diarrhea. Those, dude, those, those yellow spicy. chilies are way too hot. If yeah. I don't eat the yellow chilies, totally fine. Not a problem. The minute I eat one of those hot, crampy fire diarrhea hurts. <laughs> why, why can't they just sell normal pepperoncinis like all the other sandwich joints? I don't know. People love those yellow chilies, though. They just, like, munch on them like candy. Have you guys ever tried, uh, speaking of sandwich joints, you ever try uh, Busy Bee? No. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. They only take cash. It's bullshit. All the good That's places the are cash reason only. reason you don't like Busy Bee? <laughs> you, all the I good mean, places I got, are cash only? When I worked in the South Bay, I got it, like, twice, and it was fine. It's the kind of place where it's like, oh, we're going to put all this shit on there. It's so good because we put all this shit it's on there. So There's no finesse good. to it. Finesse. There's no finesse. It's, it's quality ingredients. It's, no, it's like it's like if a teenager just goes into the fridge, it's like, oh, this will be good. This will be good. Oh, ketchup, mayonnaise. Oh, yeah. Ooh, let's put some pickle juice in there. Oh, that'll be good. Oh, yeah, dude. It's so yeah, good. As soon as Jersey Mike's came around, I have no need to find a good sandwich spot. They've honestly check all the boxes for me when I'm looking for a subway like type sandwich. It's not a sponsor, but dude, they check all the boxes. I like, I used to go hunt down like mom and pop sandwich shops. Don't do it no more. Jersey Mike's all the way, baby. You should, you should at least give this one a shot. I would if I was down there, Yeah, but in my area, there's nothing fucking special. Everything to eat is just generic copy paste fucking places. It's you, you know what sandwich place is replacing Jersey Mike for me these days. Mm. Oh, what Philly's best. Ooh, oh, that's, that's classic. That's a good one. Never but, I mean, I, can I got their subs- club. Oh, I got their club sandwich last oh, week and it was my. fucking bomb. I mean, I used to get cheese sticks. It looked good. Head. And I was like, that looks healthier than a Philly yeah. cheesesteak. So I'll get that. <laughs> they had like the $5 cheesesteak Wednesdays or something at the one in San Dimas. And I would, we would used to go back when me and my boss were just like straight fat asses. Like it was Wednesday, we're like fucking five dollar cheesesteaks, fuck yeah, and we'd go get them, smoke a cigarette on the way there. <laughs> Man, my life is not like that anymore. Wait, so Stephen, do you get it Mike's way? Oh fuck yeah, you have to. I don't see. How, see, there's no other. There's no other sandwich joint that one like the Mike's way is the best way to do it. And two, you don't even need to tell me anymore. You're just like, oh, I'll take a number two, please. Uh, small on wheat, and they're like, I got you. And that's it. That's the total conversation you have to have. I already hate your order. I hate your order. I'm not ever getting a wheat bread. No, what you need to do with Jersey Mike's, you have to order from the phone. Like just download the app and then you order and these walk in, grab yeah. it and get the fuck out. It's great. That is pretty slick. It's amazing. That's, that's why Jollibee or whatever is lacking. I do. Jollibee. Are you, I don't know what that, why are you bringing up Filipino food? But um, Filipino. I like watching the meats get sliced by the big slicer. Gross satisfying to me there's like mm-hmm. those little fucking things falling zoom, zoom, all zoom. right all right since we're already an hour late let's get in on this let's time. get Bye-bye. it on quick question oh, quick fire shoot. speaking of sandwiches gentlemen in order what's your all-time favorite sandwich that you could eat for 365 days doesn't matter from where just just what is it starting with chris what do you got that would be uh panera bed uh chicken fontanga chicken yeah it's like a ciabatta ciabatta bun some red pepper sauce and then onion cheese and or provolone and uh sliced chicken on there nice that's that's incorrect that's not a sound anything panera bread is instantly incorrect because that's freaking hospital food what i i i Oh, no, I'm thinking about Corner Bakery. I like Corner Bakery. They're pretty good, too. Panera, like bread, Panera bread is bottom barrel hospital cafeteria food that needs to be blown off the face of the earth. And the people who own them, dog shit. Panera bread, 
Mm-hmm. Those are those are very strong opinions, Chris. Thank you so much for. What's wrong for with your the people answer? that own Panera Bread? Some like German holding group that owns a bunch of bullshit, and it's just like a bunch is, of rich. Is that assholes. why you don't like the sandwich? Yeah. Because of the people. Because it's all it. corporatized. It's because, because everything it's that not they serve is lifeless. Itself. No, it's all cold and lifeless. It's just like oh my god. No, no, there's nothing good about okay, it. Okay, in that case, let's let's hear what kind of socialist sandwich you enjoy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you Yester, got? You know bread on, on uh, sauerkraut. What do you got, Stephen? Okay, you he want the, that, that free loaf of bread and the bread you want line. The unique, you want the unique answer, the answer that the people want? It's my mom's grilled cheese with a slice of ham in it. That's the moneymaker. It's on sourdough bread. She pan fries it in some butter. There's two slices of American cheese in it and a thin slice of ham. Ham and cheese melt. That's what we called them growing up. And it's the best sandwich ever. I could live on it for a whole year. But if I'm going to do the corporate bullshit, I'm going to go a number seven at Jersey Mike's. Mike's way, extra red onion. I could eat that all day, every day. I am not a person that gets bored of good food. I'll eat it for the whole wow. year. Turkey and provolone? You don't even get ham at Jersey Mike's? Uh, on, I man. do like the super sub, and that's the one I was trying to say. It might be the nine, but I used to get sevens. Is it nine? The super sub? The super sub has roast beef in it, right? No, the super yeah, sub is like all the different Italian meats. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's I all don't eat any of that well, rainbow t- meat. When you say Italian meat, the, the one with pepperoni in it, that's the Italian. I think it's 11. No, what's the super sub? That's the one that has like uh, capicolo. Oh, yeah, there's a number nine is the supreme sub that's roast beef, turkey, and bacon. Mm-hmm. No roast beef for me. Which is the one with gabagool? Gabagool. I feel like I feel like all of them, right? Oh yeah, gabagool. Thank you so much, Stephen, for your two sandwiches. Jersey Mike's, number thirteen. The it's original Italian, thirteen. Something like that. Whatever, man. You get the point. That's a good one. Cool, man. Coming off hot, Ryan. What do you got, man? Sandwich. My go. My go to is the the club sub from Jersey Mike's. Ooh. And I so I add jalapenos. Which kind? The little red uh, relish thing mix green, that they green have? jalapenos. It's pickled jalapenos. Baby. Oh, okay. Uh, I do spice. like that jalapeno relish stuff they have. Yeah, that's really pretty good. good. It's a little, little chili. It's pretty good. And I, and I ask for extra mayonnaise. Sometimes they don't honor that in the app. It's okay. Um, but anytime I go into a sandwich spot, I always want to get the pastrami. Mm. But it's always disappointing compared to the hat. Shut up. Yeah. It, and if it wouldn't give me a heart attack, I would eat a pastrami sandwich from the hat every day. <laughs> nice. I have never had a pastrami sandwich from the hat yet. Pretty good. Well, that's one of the better places to get it from, I think. It's, it's, it's a game changer. It's the best pastrami I've ever had. Uh, from the hat. Angel, what say you with your question that you made up five seconds before I've, you I, asked How it. dare you? First of all, I've been mulling it over all day because I'm freaking starving. I'm trying to get you fuckers <laughs> to eat something. I'm not going to eat for fucking 32 days. Yeah, real convenient <laughs> that we just happen to be talking about sandwiches. Real convenient. Yeah. And then he brought up this hey, question man. as our intro I, I question. I needed it in Very your mind. Convenient. You know, I'm everywhere and nowhere. Wow, you... It's the uh, the belly buster from, um, from what do you call it? The sandwich shot I was talking about. Busy Bee. Busy Bee. Busy Bee. Where you get, it's double meat. You put sausage. So they put a whole sausage in it. It's huge. Huge. And uh, pastrami. It's the best pastrami I've ever had. And I've had the hats. And I, I think Busy no, Bees is better. Ha- I had Busy Bees pastrami. Nowhere near that. I feel like your hey. mind was like angry to begin with because it was just cash only. I feel like that influenced a lot. No, I was super excited. Because my coworker's like, I'm going to get this sandwich. It's amazing. I was like, okay, cool. I'm in. And it was fucking whatever. It was what? Okay. 
And it was okay. like $15. Yeah, this is the challenge. So and we're going to do this. We're going to find a Saturday or actually the next D&D day when we're all together. We're all going to bring a pastrami sandwich from somewhere we think is the best. And we're going to all bring it to D&D day. And we're going to have a platter of different pastrami sandwiches. We're going to figure out once. Yeah. Pastrami off. <laughs> pastrami off. <laughs> I feel like the bread will be soggy, but I'm down. So is everyone going to show up with a sandwich from the hat? <laughs> or, we could just drive, or we could just all get in one van and we could drive around to different spots no. and just try and different pastrami sandwiches Uber. all day. We do. We have to order yeah. an Uber and tell them immediately, you're driving us around to eat pastrami <laughs> a party sandwiches bus. all day. I'm going to get a pastrami party bus. Yes. <laughs> taste some pastrami all day there we go oh, have you guys ever had lee's sandwiches vietnamese oh, sandwiches i do yes i Dude. do love bon me bon me sandwiches so are so tasty good. so tasty that's a good candidate if i didn't do jersey mics i would do the good point chris solid advice i, I, I do worry about time. jersey mics the future though why they're gonna turn to a subway there's too many of them yeah it's like yeah, starbucks exactly. they will, because at some point they're gonna be like we can save a million fucking dollars by getting mm-hmm. the cheaper ham and they're gonna do it and it's going to suck. And that's always what happens to franchises. I feel so terrible for the people that work at Jersey Mike's, though. Because if you go there like at noon, Madhouse, those poor bastards are fucking grinding <laughs> away. Slice, like slice, hundreds slice. of tickets because they get like all the fucking delivery orders yeah. and shit. And then people coming in and then people are just upset. because It's like, why does it take 40 minutes to make a sandwich? Because they're making like a hundred of them. Was Jersey Mike's the store that went viral for having like some sort of special day? And then they had like millions of orders, like free Jersey Mike Day or something. I think so. Yeah. I think yeah. it was. Though. And like, there was literally too many orders that they couldn't handle. People would come in the store and they're like, yeah, good luck. All right, gentlemen, <laughs> thank you so much for your sandwich recommendations for our listeners. Uh, always recommend Busy Bee, not a sponsor. Okay. Fuck you. You know what? We should all go to, to Stephen's uh, mom's house. Yes. And get some- She'll make good pancakes and good grilled cheeses. Just there for the ham. And good cookies. Her ham. All right. We have, she does make great cookies. Does she really? I've had yeah. the cookies. They're phenomenal. She's a phenomenal baker. Ryan approved. Okay. let's. I have the wheel up. Let's go ahead and spin the wheel. I almost clicked it on the, the recording screen. Hold on. Yes. I'll one. make sure to have some at the draft for you, Ryan. Oh, wait. The fuck Ooh, you. Right. Fuck you. <laughs> can, I, can I have the ones that Ryan's not going to eat? Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, guess who's not getting a souvenir from Europe? Oh, wow. Dude. Your your hate is my souvenir. Your misery. I'm not eating those cookies. <laughs> I mean, yeah, your 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 fantasy football uh, winnings to me is going to be a a souvenir. Yeah. That's fine, Christopher, because we'll we'll pay for our fantasy football losings with the the money we win from the 49ers not winning the Super Bowl. That's right. Is so, it, it, uh, so, you guys have a free $500 coming your way. I'm so mad. That yeah. I, I took it back. I felt so bad for him. He made such a stupid bet. And then I ended up costing me like 100 bucks. I switched it to something that I lost. The funny thing uh, is, I totally remember betting 250 And he was like, no, no, no. We did 500 And I panicked at first. And then I'm like, oh, no, no. It's going to be okay. The chances of any one team winning the Super Bowl is so low. Like the field is always so much higher. So even if it was like the Kansas City Chiefs, who are the ultimate favorite team this year, if you were to go to Vegas right now and put down a hundred bucks on the Chiefs, it's going to return five hundred bucks at least. So you just hedge your bet. Angels dying. 
You just choked. Do you need, <laughs> Angel, do you need some Jersey Mike's? We can we can send some your way. Angel, that's karma because you're not supposed to be drinking liquor on your diet. What are you talking about? That's part of the diet. Yeah. Our diets are different. Oh, just drinking drinking on a completely empty stomach. Uh, I'm not on an empty stomach. I'm not Classy. Empty stomach. I know. That's Have you ever drank drink. after giving blood? Yes. No. I've never given blood. That's the best. My, my tolerance is, is up. So. Anemic? I didn't really feel the difference. I don't know if I'm allowed. I was always told if you had tattoos, you can't donate blood. Man. Yeah, you, so can. you, can. you just can't have recent tattoos. Yeah. No. What about all the gay sex that I have? Oh, that's, no, yeah. they'll, they'll be more upset that you didn't tattoo your nipples. <laughs> yeah. the, 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 the gay sex is probably not too bad. It's only if you have sex for money and you're a dude. That's when there's a problem. Mm. Well, I'm out. Yeah. Here we go. I mean, I pay for spin it. Spin the wheel. <laughs> spin. Spin the fucking wheel, spinning, Angel. Spinning. It's spinning. There's so many colors on this. Ooh. Hey! Oh, that was almost a halfway All point. Right. Angel's topic is going to be uh, happiness. What are you talking about? <laughs> hey. So, hey, so you, guys, you guys, happiness. Care to elaborate? <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking real hard about this topic, guys. <laughs> Hold on. Webster's Dictionary defines <laughs> happiness. That's weird. I'm not talking about happiness. All right. Let's hear it then. Now, this week, I want to have a conversation with you guys about another thing that I've been thinking about for a very long time. Fuck you guys for, for fucking... <laughs> Sadness? No, no. <laughs> no, it's... Uh, these are abstract ideas okay. because, like, last week, it was it was charisma, which... You know, if you look at the like a Dungeons and Dragons ability scores, right? You look at strength, you can do variables to increase your strength stat, dexterity, wisdom, intelligence. You can't really pinpoint variables to increase charisma. So that was the that was the abstract idea behind that one. And this one is a little different. And I already texted you guys last week about this one. It was just an observation. And I've always been curious. I've always been curious. We're gonna be talking about humor. We're talking to talk about humor and the different kinds of humor, right? I was looking up, you know, when people tell jokes or when people talk about other people and and they they have observations about the world, they have they make these observations. And for some reason, it tickles us. It tickles something inside of us. Right. Hmm. It makes us it makes us laugh. And my my question is, why? Why are we laughing? You know, when you look when you think of your favorite comedian. You know, like one of my favorites is Anthony Jeselnik and it's dark humor is the, the, the prince of dark comedy. And he says a lot of really uh, messed up things you really shouldn't say in public, but it's, it's all good. You know, people accept it. But why is it funny? You know, and who, who's your favorite comedian? I'll start with uh, Steven. Oh, uh, man. Favorite comedian? Yeah. I don't have one. Just one that comes to mind, I guess. Um, well, growing up, it was like a lot of Mitch Hedberg. Ooh, that guy's Hedberg. good. I think it's good. Uh, but then I grew, outgrew that. It's kind of like immature comedy, I feel like, at some point. And I also stopped smoking weed. So his shit made less and less sense to me. I did like Dane Cook when I was a kid, too. And yeah, I really Dane. outgrew that as well. Dude, Dane was really he looks uh, terrible now. He looks so <laughs> awful. <laughs> uh, there's a couple dudes that I see a lot of their stand up on TikTok and I chuckle a bit. Um, couldn't tell you their names. Yeah. Only their faces. Yeah, a bunch of comedians. Ooh, Daniel Tosh. Dude, that's my Daniel favorite. Daniel Tosh, he is one of the greatest. Yes. Why is he so funny? Just because he's funny because he also says a lot of fucked up shit you shouldn't say in public. Yeah. And I like that. 
because everything's so censored nowadays and he just fucking says a bunch of shit and it's just like it's witty and it's dark and it's funny and it's fucked up and i like fucked up shit yeah yeah that's true why am i laughing i don't know i don't understand the brain angel that's that's the thing like have you ever stopped to think why because like i'm some some people find really fucked up things that you you know that's really fucked up to say they find it funny and you turn to look at that person sometimes maybe you do maybe you don't but you're like i can't believe you're laughing at that if it's like immature like for example mitch hedberg if you found somebody like laughing their ass off like you used to mm-hmm. what would be your opinion of the person would it be like oh they're in that stage or uh, i mean I, th- I think just now that i just have a different outlook you get a little older and you're just like you understand people just like different stuff and you've accepted that people like different flavors, different music, different things, whatever. And you just accept that. So when someone's laughing at a comedian, I just think, Oh, that's cool. He finds them funny. You listening to some music that I think sucks and they're really into it. I'm like, Oh, well they really like it. That's cool. Good for them. Yeah. That's just kind of my perspective on things now. That makes sense. And some of the, it's like some comedy I really don't find funny, like slapstick. I think that's so, it's so silly and, and simple. I, I, there, there's no wit. There's no, it's just, it just exists. I think it's really stupid. I, yeah. I will chuckle at some jackass type humor. I will laugh at some stuff like that, but I don't know if this is, that's like extreme slaps. Yeah. That's like, holy shit. I can't believe he's doing that. Holy fuck. Like you're just kind of. Do you see a jackass 4.5? I've seen, I've seen pretty all much them. all of them. Yeah. 4.5. It was okay. Except for. Uh, when they started bringing in new people. White. That's a, Oh yeah. It's a little weird. Yeah. They did all the filming at like uh, Puddingstone, I think. Where? Oh, I uh, could see that. The one where they did all that lake stuff in the intro. Oh, yeah. They were like getting launched out into the lake. Where's Puddingstone? San, San Dimas. The raging waters. Yeah. You know, I, I think I think humor actually has like an evolutionary aspect to it where it's started at one thing and is slowly becoming something else. And one of my coworkers, he did a, a mission down in Ecuador. And he said when he was down there in Ecuador, which was this was probably during the 90s, he said their current humor, like like your stomach hurts bent over laughing was the pie in the face. And it was like, you, you throw the one and the guy ducks and it hits the guy behind him. And then you see he's getting ready and he's like, oh, it's going to happen. Here it comes. Here it comes. And then they go for it and they just lose it. And he was noticing that he's like, oh, like our humor is like past this. Now we're more in like witty innuendos mm-hmm. is kind of where it's transitioning to. And I think with Steven saying like kind of the, I think the dark humor is kind of making like a resurgence over the last like maybe 15, 20 years. I think that's gaining ground. Well, I don't know, man. It's like a lot of comedy has been changed throughout the woke period or whatever you would call the 2020s so far, uh, or actually since like 2015, but there's been such a movement of acceptance of, and then like the accommodation and understanding or whatever. So we can't make fun of people anymore. Yeah. That's the downside. changed a lot. Cause a lot of comedians are like, okay, I'm not fucking with that shit anymore. Let, let me change up what I'm doing or be a little more PC. Some comedians are like, fuck that. I'm not going to change. And they get canceled. And then <laughs> what is there going to be? There will be so, uh, like an, a pushback. Eventually the pendulum is going to swing back and we'll have people just being racist again and it being funny but i think it's swinging back already well yeah there's this kid on tiktok that i feel like i've seen a few times where it's like a, it's like kid mom and dad sitting in the area and someone off screen yells at this kid they're like you know this kid's like i don't know he's probably like eight or nine he says uh the person off screen says your wiener's the size of a tic-tac and then the kid responds 
That's because your that's is that why your mom's breath smells so good? Oh yeah, I've seen that one, dude. It's so good. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, that was so clever, so witty, and it made me laugh. And I realized that's like the the level of humor right now. Ryan, why do you say that it's already swinging back? Do you have like some examples? Yeah. I don't have any direct examples, but it sounds like it's it's coming that way. Whatever trend happens. Like the woke trend or the the trans movement, all there there will inevitably be the counterculture that rises up and becomes the regular culture. So eventually, we will see a lot of pushback against like censorship and not being able to say certain things. You know, yeah, there will be big pushback on that. I remember reading that that was it was really high censorship, really high censorship in the eighties. And the 90s and 2000s, it was a resurgence with a lot of those comedy movies coming out with like Seth Rogen and Jonah, Jonah Hill, Jonah Hill Mm -hmm. and a bunch of those guys. And it looks like it's coming back to a suppression. So I have hope that in the future, there's going to be less, less oppression on, on movies like that. And we get the, we get the good stuff again because i miss it mm-hmm. yeah like like boobies i don't think like there's this, there's a shortage of actual boobs in film now okay. yeah well, fuck fuck seth rogan yeah. why do we That's hate really seth cool. rogan they, seth rogan used to be funny and now he's like he's like super woke and annoying oh yeah i only respect seth rogan for his uh alzheimer awareness movement stuff he actually does a lot of good stuff with that kind of foundational stuff but yeah he's been, he's been brainwashed by like the the woke movement too but he just completely just like turned his back on james franco and it's like for all the shitty shit james franco did he knew like seth rogan knew about all of it and then all of a sudden, once the once the world finds out, like, oh, oh, fuck that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny, like, how easy it is for them to be, like, defaming somebody, right? Like, Jonah Hill is, like, going through a ringer right now. And they're, like, people that you would never expect. But, like, I feel like anybody, once you start removing the, like, you draw the curtain back, you're going to find some fucked up shit that they do. Or stuff that, like, you put it in the public eye. Oh, isn't he fucked up for doing this? And they point the finger at everybody's, yeah, yeah. People love to cancel. People love to cancel these anybody for any reason. It doesn't matter. They just like love doing it. Gives you power. We're like, hey, we took them down. We rose up and we stopped that person. And as soon as their life's in shambles, they just go, oh, well, who's next? <laughs> <laughs> don't care about that person anymore. Yeah, that power behind. I, I, I don't. I don't support that at all. That's kind of. That, that's that's not. Cool. It's dangerous. Yeah. That's a dangerous power that can be used for good, for sure. Understood. More often than not, it's just used frivolous, frivolously. Yeah. So I have. So I was looking at these different kind of comedies, right? It's slapstick. There's dark satire. There was one called. Mm. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Mocking humor. Mm. Mocking humor. And it's one that I think everyone partakes in. I don't want to make any assumptions, but I enjoy. Like I look at people and. We find a flaw or we find, you know, a weakness. A bully. Yeah, right. It's a bully. It's a bully, but I've done it before. Like a lot. But I think it's important to be able to make fun of people and a not like and not be cruel, but to like be able to tease each other. A lot of my friendships are centered around being able to, you know, tease each other a little bit. You know, I think it's all from a place of love and it's kind of also a way of just being honest with the other person. You know, and my, if one of my buddies does something stupid, dude, we're going to fucking laugh at him and we're going to call him out and just, you know, just joke around about it, but it's going to come at you too. 
it's just a, I don't know. I think it's important. I've, I've definitely noticed that in guy circles that uh, picking on each other is like a rite of passage. And when you are getting picked on, that's like, hey, man, we're picking on you because we love you. And then eventually we just like throw it back. It always comes that way. Yeah. I think that's the moment you realize you've earned friendship is when you can make, when someone makes fun of you and you're, like, you're not offended and you can laugh with it. And vice yeah. versa, if you can make fun of them and you have that stare down, like, oh, how are they going to react? And then they either push back and, and laugh with you or get offended. That's when you know your place. Wow. Especially- you have to earn that. I can't just walk into a restaurant and make fun of like someone's hairdo and expect yeah. us to be friends. No, it's yeah, like- you have to be close. But I mean, I guess mockery, <laughs> humor, I mean, it could be pretty fucked up. But it's funny. I agree. Some people like it. Some people like getting roasted. Like getting their balls kicked too probably by some prostitute you ever had that getting my balls kicked by a prostitute like like both at the same time yeah like with the heels i have never been kicked in the balls willingly (laughs) (laughs) willingly no i i've never engaged with the lady of the night oh this was day i feel like i can't lie because i've already told a story You know, when I was a kid, I had dreams of, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up, Chris? And I said, I want to be a comedian. And it was probably fantastic because I wrote some of my uh, jokes down in a book. And when I looked at it when I was older, they were really weak. And uh, I was like, you know, I'm not going to make it. And I, I also, I'm not quite sure if I have the personality type for it. But I think more what I realized was I enjoy it. And I've noticed that it's laughter is like good for you. You know, like let's say you're in a bad mood, you go watch a comedy, like and put you in a better mood. So I think a dash of that through life is good. What about the pleasure you get from making people laugh? That's a real thing. That is true. I love being able to make people laugh. It feels good. That's true. It reminds me of uh, what's that one Netflix show that just came out that you guys find super hilarious? I think you should leave. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she could leave. There's the episode where they're all in a business meeting and this older woman makes a joke and everyone laughs and she clings on to that feeling and she's like, we should make shirts. And like whatever she said is the catchphrase for that meeting. I, I resonate with that a lot because sometimes I like that. Yeah, you're right. The feeling to of making people laugh feels good. And it like amplified that situation where it's like, oh, I just want to feel that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was hilarious. I think if I get like a, not only if I make a joke, but if I'm able to make like a witty comeback, I feel like that gives me a sense of power. Like Steven is always trying to one up me all the time. So he'll send one my way. And if I get a really good response and he doesn't respond, I'm like screenshot. I'm going to save that in the diary. When I'm listening back to the podcast and Chris will have like some good, and I don't notice it in the moment, probably because I'm trying to think of what to say. And I'm listening to the podcast. I'm like, damn, Chris, you came up with that fat. I'm like, what the fuck? Dude, I thought this was one of the first episodes. You came up with something good. I can't remember. It it was the vanilla ice cream in the McDonald's. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. That was really on point because you had no idea we were going to talk about that. And it was just right there when they said vanilla ice cream. Yeah. You're like, yeah, you like that one because it's never, I don't know. Chris's callbacks are incredible. Like I'm listening to that. And the first thing that pops to my mind, I'm like, that's a gem. That's that's so crazy. You can your recall is so on point and your timing is there. And you're right, Stephen, in the moment, I don't hear it. I'm just like, Chris said something random. But when I'm listening back to it, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, mm-hmm. Chris, that was incredible. It's it's great. I get those moments like that. And then I have moments like the last podcast where I was doing Steven's ad lib. And it was like, uh, uh, 
sex. I think I said like dangled was my thing and I panicked in the moment. So Oh, there we go. We made fun of you for that. A little bit of mockery humor. It was was told you how stupid you were for saying that. It work it, it works a lot better. Like I think the dark humor goes a long ways. You know, it's kind of like food; not everyone gets it, so you, you got a lot more to work with there. Uh, I think I think there's something we said that like, as you get older, you get desensitized to a lot of stuff. Like true. I don't know if stuff is less funny than it used to be. Like you're, it's evolving, or I just don't find the same jokes funny anymore because. I've worn it out yeah. and now I need a new thing to make me laugh or you know, something we, more extreme. You know, it's, it's funny you say that Steven, cause we had one when we were all in Vegas for fantasy football one time. And so Steven took it upon himself to get absolutely wasted. And there was like 10 of us dudes and we we're all wearing suits that night for some reason. So Steven's wasted. And as we're walking, there was like, you know, it might've been for a best, someone's bachelor party. It was maybe it wouldn't be one of the guys bachelor party, but as we're walking, there was a bachelorette par- party walking the other way. So Steven uttered his famous line. He sees the girls and he goes, Hey, where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> and I swear for five years after that, we would just look at Steven and just, pitch that line no one would no one would let that go because like we're all like dressed up like trying to like hang out with chicks see these like cute bachelorette group walking up and i'm thinking like hey i'll be like hey where are you guys going right like can we come with you are we going to a club what's going on try to spark up some conversation but apparently I was just some drunk mess <laughs> and they would never let it go. I heard that said to me like every time I would hang out with my friends. Yes. Every time. In your head, it must have been the most proper conversation you had with those dear damsels, but <laughs> funny, it did not come out I, that way. I'm like, Mr. I honestly, I never talk to random women. Like I'm always just like in my head about it. So for me to be like drunk confidence and like, okay, I'm going to choose this opportunity to like, you know, go out there and, you know, say what's up to these girls. I guess I'll never talk to women ever again. <laughs> <laughs> like epic fail. But. Yeah. All right. So no, that's, that's fantastic. That's funny. Inside jokes, right? Inside jokes. So Ryan, you, you said something really interesting which was if I always do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. You said uh, it's a, it's a way to show trust, right? Yeah. It's a way to know that the person gets your, and I think that's, that plays hand in hand with what we were describing earlier as cancel culture, because it's that, that a lot of people can get offended and there could be consequences to that. And it's been amplified over the last few years. It's a sign of trust. I think I think it's important to highlight that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, anyone listening, if you're, you know, offended, by the way, uh, speaking of comedians, and it just popped into my head um, when Chris was talking, David Glover. I used to like David Glover until I saw his stand up and then I saw he had nasty pit stains and I was like immediately turned off. That's the one. There you know. Dude, fucking A, man. It was it was gross. And then like, that's all I could see. David Glover. David Glover. Yeah, he's really funny. He's on. Uh, you like that guy that's shirtless and Bert Kreischer is so fucking funny because he's like the worst person like yes he's so fucking wasted all the time the terrible dad and it's like self-deprecating which i think is you know who i used to who the fuck's david glover i don't know community i am i am a comedian uh aficionado so i understand if you don't get the deep cuts but um google doesn't even come up with anything just shows me donald glover Donald, there you go. Did I, what did I call him? <laughs> he said David Glover. I just rejected his whole name. 
and just like his name that. is Donald Glover, and it's abbreviated Don Glover, Don Glover. I, I used to find his comedy really funny, and then I used to hate. I used to hate Bill Burr, the guy from Community. Yeah, community. I used to. I used to. Dude, yeah. some of the Community episodes are really funny. They have a lot of D and D. And what's his name from The Hangover? I can't think of his name. Kim, Kim Jung, whatever. Another comedian. Oh yeah, he wears like drow face. Like black face. He is one of the least funniest people to me. Why? Ever. I think he's hilarious. Why do you see? I think he's really funny when he's like a bit role in a movie, but he can never no, carry his, a movie. His stand up to me is so unfunny. I've never seen him do stand up. It's just really like kind of dorky. Dorky? Like, what it do you just, mean? I don't know. Kind of has dad joke vibes to me. I don't know. It's just forced. Kind of like Gilbert Godfrey. I mean, that shit felt forced. Same with, um, they're all dead now. What's his other? What's the guy's name from Full House, dude? I hated his stand-up. Oh my god, that guy is that so funny. Uh, <laughs> oh, Bob Saget. Bob Saget. No, because his whole shtick was because because his whole shtick is like, oh, I'm like Danny from Full House. I'm such a like proper guy. Hey, how about you suck my cock? <laughs> yeah. Like something like very like just uh, outlandishly you know, inappropriate. Yeah, but like after a second, you go, oh, he just. Is just a filthy old man yeah. kind of yeah, guy. That's so funny. And I saw him. Funny I saw him at the improv. It was funny, but yeah, that that's just sick. It's just like, you know what's funny? Dad. I don't know if you guys feel the same thing. I could watch stand up on TV, not even laugh. I go to a stand up show, I laugh at everything. Dude. The energy's different. Yes. Like you laugh at every fucking joke. I so. can never go to a, a stand up show ever again. Why? Why? What happened? Why didn't you tell the story? Because I got kicked out. <laughs> Why did you get kicked out? Well, tell the story. Ma- magic show or stand up show? <laughs> Joe Coy, the least <gasps> funny comedian you ever ever witnessed. I love Joe Coy. Joe Coy kicked me out of his show for laughing. He I was you having out? too good a time. Ah! Yeah. Why yeah. did he kick you out? Because you have such I a was laughing. Laugh. I was sitting there laughing, having a grand old time, and then he stopped his show. <laughs> Turned on the lights and said, "This asshole right here, get out." <laughs> no he way. Like, he didn't like your laugh. He would kick and you. So out. I was like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "You're an asshole. You're heckling me." He's like, oh. "No, I'm laughing. I'm having a good time. Don't get the fuck out." Wow. And then they escorted me out of the Brea Improv. Wow. Nice. And all you know, all Joey Coy did was take money out of that server's pocket because I didn't pay for that bucket of beer. Nice. Because the bill never came. So they never got tipped. They never got paid. I hope Joe Coy paid that piece of shit. (laughs) That's so bullshit. That's bullshit. Well, maybe because you just have like that distinct laugh of yours. And so maybe he just thought it was like in mockery of him. By the way, a lot of people are a big fan of the laugh, Ryan. Big fan of the laugh. Yeah, people love your laugh. Everybody says it's contagious. Not Joe Coy. That piece of shit. I'd be so mad if somebody was going to kick me out and I was genuinely laughing. I would, I would actually probably spend a few seconds like telling him he's a piece of shit motherfucker. Oh man. You don't want to go toe to toe with the comedian. I don't give a fuck. I would just say, fuck you fucking cocksucking piece of shit. I would, I would love to see how long it took him to recover after I left. Cause that's a total like mood changer. And I'm sure there's somebody there is like, Oh, can I laugh? Uh, yeah. Did you like, did like the mic shut down and like pretty much everybody's looking at you at that point? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then, and then, what did you say? Awkward. And then what do you say? I said, did you like just, out loud? I was, I was like, I'm, I'm just laughing. I'm just having a good time. Like, what the fuck's wrong oh, with you? Shit. Like, yeah, nowadays they'd use you for content on TikTok. Yeah, and he was like, I had no idea who he was. 
He was not big at the time. Wow, really? Well, you haven't been yeah. to a show since then? I think, uh, no, we went to see Pauly Shore after that. Dude, I haven't Oh, shirt. man, you got to go back. Nobody would be a dick like that. That's, that's no, a good I, kind I of would dick go man. back. Like if, if, you, if you recommended going to see a comedian, I would go. Yeah. You know, what, you know what's a Grand cool side. thing to do? Is you just go to any night, like in Hollywood, like North Hollywood. You go to any of those stand, like the comedy store, Laugh Factory or something. Because dudes just chill there. Like all the comedians that are just doing their material, they're just like there. And you'll see dudes that are like, holy shit, that's, you know, Chris D'Elia, or that's, oh, that's uh, Joe Rogan's just randomly here, you know, and they're just working out some material and they'll just yeah. come on and do 10, 15 minutes. And, you know, every, it's always a good time there. Yeah. And it's, they always sure. have good people. Yeah. I mean, the, the funniest ones that I've, the funniest shows I've been to have been like the no name people that you go yeah. to the improv and it's like 20 bucks. So like, yeah. it's always the best. You just go. The improvs. I mean, Hollywood is good because it's just a good concentrate of people up there. Yeah. Who's going to be at the Irvine improv on Friday? Ooh, I feel like Irvine, yeah, it'll be more, it's more planned out because it's the comedians aren't just going to be there naturally. Oh, David Spade, baby. Really? Wow. I, would see I, David I, I, Spade. You know, I heard he has a massive he's, hog. He's going to be there tomorrow and Thursday. Yeah, sold out, I bet. He's like he's, a, he's really sarcastic, which yeah. goes well for me. Goes well with his height. Totally you, you know, guys, we haven't talked. There's one very credible uh, comedian that we haven't talked about. Oh, Mr. Gabriel Iglesias. I used to love him, but I can't stand him anymore. Not for me. Nobody. Not for me. I used to love him though. Him and George Lopez. Man, George Lopez is like the most unfunny person in the Dude. world too. Same, like I used to love him too, and now he's just—it's kind of cringe. He was kind of a dick too. He had like this this time where he was like going after like younger comedians, like just talking shit about them. Like, I'm like, dude, you're a well-established like Mexican comedian guy. Like, you shouldn't be like putting down like younger generation Mexican comedians. You should be uplifting them. But he was being a dick. Fluffy and his heyday was good though. Like, I love. I I saw him at Seven Eleven one time. Did I ever tell you this? Oh, oh really? David Spade's going to be in Brea on the 18th and the 20th. Oh, Almost sold go. out. Ralphie May. I saw him and he was hilarious. You guys Ralphie. know him, Ralphie May, the big old yeah, fat white dude who died like of a heart yeah. attack? Yeah. Dude, he was talking about how he went to like a gay wedding and how he was on a bunch of Molly <laughs> and stuff. He's so big, dude. He's like, I thought I was going to fucking die. But he's so funny. He could go into like anywhere. I seen his stand up where he would go into like black comedy clubs and then just kill it like doing black humor the whole time. Like he was just incredible. Like his charisma and his, his sense of humor would just, anybody was down for it, yeah. but rest in peace. Rest in power, baby. Uh, one, one more thing I'll say is, um, I forgot what I was going to fucking say. Good. Fuck you. David Spade, $45. That's a good deal. When is that? This Friday? Done. The coin, the coin it's, up Cowboys no, are going on the road. Friday the 18th. Friday the 18th. I'm down to hit up like a Thursday night one because it's just a, like I can always do Thursday night. Friday night fucking always got some sort of fucking plan going on. Some people are booked till 2024. Yeah. Seriously. Some, so, some of us has things going on Thursday nights. Sometimes yeah. the coin up Cowboys need you. True. Who Jeremy Piven in September? I'd fuck with that. I'd see that? him. He's fucking funny. The guy that He's was on uh, Entourage and Sex in the City. Was he in Sex in the City? No. Jeremy. Uh, yeah. Oh, he's 35 bucks. Oh. Is he gay? He nah, played gay so. characters, but I don't think he's gay. It's oh. pretty funny. I'd go see him. Yeah. Dude, we we gotta I, I fucking love comedians, man. 
anthology on fucking comedians. Ooh, Nick Swartzen at the end yes. of September. I'd fuck Dude, with that. is he sober I, now? I sat, you know who I sat next to at the Tiki Bar at Disney? What's that? Trader Sam's? Yeah. Sat next to Doug Benson. Shut up. Yeah, so we're I'm sitting there with Mel and we're at the corner of the bar and he's sitting there with some young chick. I was like, I don't know if that's his daughter or just a, I think it was some chick he was dating. Dude, it was he was like so boring in real life. Like we had like the, I could because you could just hear how they're talking to each other, and he's just like, you know, they're not animated in real life like that. Yeah. And I get like the big old like um, black water drink. What is that big drink, Angel? I know you probably know the drink. Uh, it's like the that's what, the biggest one you can buy there. Yeah, it's it's like that the, the cauldron. Dude, they changed. I got the Barbie drink this last weekend. So. Oh Bob, well, it was Bob like the Blast. cauldron, this cauldron one where you sprinkle the dust in it and it like lights on oh, fire. Oh yeah, or and then they play like the. So Doug was like, "Oh, that one looks really cool. Is it good?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Well, I'm gonna get one." That's like our whole interaction. And then they ordered one and did it themselves. <laughs> oh, Orny Adams, so good. Orny Adams is one of the funniest comedians I've ever seen. And it, in contrast to Joe Coy, Orny Adams actually brought me on stage to present my laugh to the audience shut up did he really that's hilarious mm-hmm. he said wanna, he said wanna, laugh seal laugh <laughs> you want to know you want to know one of my favorite comedians i just remembered oh let's hear it if he farts oh, oh, oh he's, he's taking his pants oh! off yeah i was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen uh, steven's holding kip, up a picture of who kip barry kip barry kip barry Magician I don't know if he's time. intentionally a comedian, but he is one of the most funniest, cringiest guys I've ever. I actually felt bad for the guy. I felt bad for the girl. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was the worst show. Like uh, he's still in business. He's still in business. Here, let me help adjust your legs really, really a lot. I want to go back. I want to see his ass again. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. That's so cool. You? Why do you have a signed autograph picture of him? It is a running gag gift where you get presented with the wonderful gift of a signed autograph Kit Berry. And it's yours to tell you to gift it. I think it was like a white elephant gift, right? Oh, it's for my birthday. Oh, even better. It started as a white elephant gift, I thought, didn't it? I thought so. That's hilarious. It started as a white elephant gift last Christmas and then it turned into like birthday presents. And it's getting it gets usually like a smear off ice in the Kit Berry. That's that's hilarious. So, all righty. Shall we spin the wheel yeah. or we talk about this for another night? Uh, we could talk about this all night, but I think we should spin the wheel. Yeah. All right. Let's share the picker. Late start. <laughs> Looks at Ryan. Okay. Sorry for working 20 hours today. How dare you? I can afford to pay for the electricity to put on this show. Yeah. Did you wear your knee pads? He did wear his good tank top shirt, though. Show off them rippling triceps. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Biceps hey! for the girls, triceps for the boys. Chris. Oh, baby. All right, Chris. What do you got for us, sir? Dude, I got another installment of Decisions Were Made. Oh. See, this one This one gets better because it's totally on point with how our evening's going. The uh, We got the Battle of Karen Sebi's. So... You got uh, Battle of the Cairns. Pretty close. Pretty close. So it's like 1788, kind of like, you know, U.S. is like just winning Independence Day and everything. Um, So the Ottoman Empire expanding. Austria is like, nah, bro, we're about to have problems if you keep doing that. Like, this is crypt territory. So Austria scouts for the Ottomans. He's looking for them. They don't find any, but they find gypsies. And the gypsies have barrels of snops 
what do you do? Drink the schnapps. 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 You yep. buy and drink all the stops. They just right there in the field. Oh, they they say we're gonna we're gonna. They proceeded to have a proper wasted Oktoberfest in September. They just went down for it. So they're having a grand old time. And another group of the Austrian army rolls up and is like, "Hey, yo, 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 pass the schnapps, bro!" And their response was, "Their response was, fuck off, ye wee dandy." Bar fight starts. Whoa. So, so these two these two groups are brawling at each other, and then some guy, some idiot historical narrator guy out there says, "Turks, Turks, Turks!" So. Everyone freaks out like the Turks is also what you call the Ottomans. So this brawl suddenly turns into a shootout between the two Austrian groups. Next thing you know, they're shooting, there's gunfire, they're screaming, there's yelling. So the Austrian camp hears about this. So they get a quick call to arms and they come charging over the hill and they start raining suppressive fire into the darkness. They can't even see what's going on. They're just firing into the field. Then next thing you know, you have like anchorman brick like comes riding by with a trident and it's a complete blind lead pillow fight all night. And they wake up in the morning and the Austrians won and lost that day. What? How do you win and lose? Because it was the Austrian army fighting the Austrian army. Oh, fuck. They got too drunk on the schnapps. Yeah. So you had Austrian group one found the schnapps. Austrian group two said, I want some schnapps. They start fist fighting. They suddenly start shooting at each other. And that makes the third Austrian army group freak out. And they start attacking the other two in the darkness. So you just have Austria versus Austria versus Austria. And they fought each other all night till the sunrise. What I want to know, first of all, Chris, it's sh- Schnapps. Schnapps. Say it with me. Schnapps. Schnapps. <laughs> I got a little bit of a whistle in my S. Yeah. Second of all, what kind of schnapps are we talking? They're like, you know, peach schnapps. Peppermint. Schnapps, peppermint oh, schnapps. oh, gosh. You're a peppermint schnapps, man. Oh, I'm a no schnapps, uh, man. S'mores yeah. is the best. It's definitely going to be peach. Peaches. I will never forget yeah. golfing with Alex's dad, and he just. Bringing peppermint. Schnapps. I remember that. That was that was that uh, that <laughs> Miller and David it. O. Baker. Yeah, I remember David that. O. Baker. <laughs> and we all just night. drank peppermint schnapps, and it was glorious. That's the way to do it. Now, would you say that battle? Would you say there was a premise or an ideology su- surrounding that battle? Uh, um, they were all in a bar drinking schnapps. Close, close. What? I think it's I think it's the idea of. Um, how would they coin this? Um, working together or working with others. Have you guys ever had a teamwork situation go good, bad, or indifferent? Yep. All the time. All the above. D. All the above. Third day. So what I would say to you is, would you say te- is teamwork good or bad? Teamwork makes the dream work. Yep. More often than not, it's good. Yeah. Like, uh, like, like where, where's some, where's some teamwork situations that you guys have had? Like when we're playing Exo Primal before the uh, podcast. Oh, we were killing it, dude. Uh, until we lost. Right. Yeah. Or maybe in like my day to day life. I, I could sell all I want, but if there's no one to install what I sell, it's useless. And if there's no one to service what's installed, it's useless. So fair, fair. You can't run a company on your own. Yeah. My initial thoughts are in the bedroom, Chris. <laughs> There's, well, I don't know. I mean, you could, you could, you could play tennis or you could play handball, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know what you do in your bedroom, Chris. I don't know. <laughs> 
So, or it's almost like uh, it's like D and D, right? So when we play D and D, we have this guy Gel. He is a glorious barbarian that we play with. Um, I notice when we're playing with Gel, we don't use we when when we're interrogating people, we don't use words. We just use see that door, kick it down, kick the next one down, kick the next one down, and then sometimes we'll be playing with other guys like Stephanius. It's more like, well, let's talk to him. Let's think about it. Let's do this, that, and the other. So I think the team, I think you can't just say teamwork, but it has to be collective teamwork where everyone's getting on the same page of doing whatever that group's trying to do, right? Almost like the coin app cowboys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, now, would you say, is there benefit to the lone wolf situation, the anti teamwork? It depends on the scenario. Yeah. Sometimes too many cooks spoils the pot. That's well said. What about baseball? Lone wolf or teamwork? So baseball just sucks. Okay, not Ryan. <laughs> Angel Steven. <laughs> there's baseball. no there's nothing in baseball that's lone wolf, so what are you getting at? You don't think so? So I was thinking about this. Um Tell me. So we're we're thinking or how, how about so let's do this second one first. Golf. Would you say golf is more of a lone wolf situation? No. Why not? Why? Because your caddy helps you out immensely. Good I mean, point. Wow. Your team of coaches, your swing coaches, caddies, everything. It's a group effort, whether you're the one to be out there taking the spotlight or not. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's like a, no said like a rich person, you know, some people, some of us can't afford a caddy and Take swing tennis. coaches. You think someone just good at tennis all by themselves? Yeah, tennis is a good one too. But so let's say let's take tennis or golf. So let's say and let's go with your golf analogy. Let's say you got the caddy, you got the swing coach, you got the mental game coach. Let's say if all those coaches guys are good at what they're doing, but if the golfer is just bad, does that bad team work? Or is that a bad lone wolf situation? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it's probably more of a bad wolf ex- execution. Yeah. you know. And I was trying to carry that over to baseball because I played baseball when I was a kid. And I found out that my wife played baseball. And she's like, oh, Chris, what uh, what position did you play? I said, right field. She's like, oh, that means you suck. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was, I was, I was like, no, it just means I was good at right field. So, and then I started talking to people later and they said, oh yeah, like no one ever hits it into right field. Most, most people are right-handed batters. It goes into left field. So they put the sucky kid in right field and I was like, okay, well that makes more sense. But when I was in right field, I was the sucky person on the team. I was the one doing the bad teamwork because I just wasn't good at what I was doing on a baseball team. Who's the people that you need to be good at their job? Pitcher. Pitcher. First base. And you could probably say batting. Okay. The batter. Yeah. And, and you know, so first base is a good guess, but you, you could even take first base out of the equation. I feel like it really comes down to the pitcher versus the batter. Like if all of your other positions are trash, but you have a fantastic pitcher, you'll probably win. It'll be good. You know, someone will get a lucky hit every once in a while and you guys can scramble together. But if he goes back to striking people out. So I think even though baseball is a team sport, I think you should be picky on your lone wolf situation. Yeah, I wasn't good at baseball, but I struck out at T-ball and in the outfield. I was also right field. Um, Woo, start a club. And it makes sense. Yeah, dude. You know what? All I did was pick flowers. I had, I had no interest. I was really bad at it. Chase butterflies. <laughs> I was only really good at football. Nice. So now what do you think about what if it's just you? So let's say, let's say, uh, the coin up Cowboys are working out now, right? So would you say work out 
I would, I would think you have the mind and the body need to be on the same page. So they need to have some kind of a teamwork situation, right? But at the end of the day, it's still just you doing your lone wolf thing. You're either going to get up and do the, do the business or you're going to, I don't know, sleep and sleep and be the, not be able to make any progress on that. The, so I'm kind of thinking just in, in life, you have, you have all these different scenarios where you have teamwork, you don't have teamwork, but. Is it, would you say that it's more universally pitched that teamwork is the good thing? Yes. You know, it, it, but I think it used to be really strong in the United States. The ideal is the individual. And especially in the Asian European countries, that teamwork is a big thing. I think that teamwork is being introduced into the United States a lot more. Uh, and that's, and that's being pushed more. And I feel that there's, there's a good thing to be the lone wolf because the individual has the responsibility and they understand more of the, of what's going on. But as a team, you can accomplish more. So the individual doesn't have the skill set or doesn't learn the skill set um, that everyone else does. But as a collective to accomplish the goal, I think they, they get it done faster. I was always a big fan of Gladiator. You guys watch Gladiator when you were in high school? So as a Gladiator actually happens to be like one of my top five favorite movies. Uh, but when Maximus is in the arena and he's standing out there, he's like, hey, any of you guys been in the army? And they're like, yeah, a little bit. He's like, hey, if we work together, we can do this. And then he gets out there and he organizes the troops and they create like the square formation, then the diamond formation. And they end up like beating the uh, the other people in the arena. And I always really like that because I, I am a I'm a big fan of the teamwork idea that, you know, regardless of what you have, which even if you like, even if you don't have a lot of all-stars on your team, if you work properly with what you have and maybe go to their strong suits, you can make that work, you yeah. know? So it was like the, the gladiators figured out, like Rome figured it out, like the Spartans figured it out. You know, I feel like all of those guys got that idea together, but it still makes me laugh when I think back of this Austrian thing of how easily teamwork can implode on itself. If like Ryan said, you have too many cooks or you don't manage it properly. So what do you think makes the difference between a team imploding and a team succeeding? What's the common denominator there? Leadership. Leadership. I think that's it. I don't think I don't think there's bad teams. There's only bad leaders in every aspect. Do what you can to work with. And it's it's funny because with this Snops story, you know, we heard that as the team imploded on itself. And then you have like the book of judges with Gideon. So Gideon was gonna go attack the Amorites, and the Amorites was a collective of like nine different nations camping together. And then all of a sudden get so Gideon's like, Okay, guys, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna go down there with way less guys. Like he removed the people, he removed his warriors that were uh that were like cowards or scared. So we got them out of the group and then he took the people who had like uh they had like a young family or they just bought a house like if they have something that they're gonna miss if they happen to die so he pulled them out so he just had this core veteran group that was much smaller what they did is in the middle of the night they went out to the camp and they lined up around the camp and they said on three they lit their torch and they broke their uh, vases. They took a bunch of empty vases out there and they broke them. And all of that sound, yelling and light freaked out the Amorites. They woke up. And since they were like nine different groups together, they they couldn't identify who was on their team and who was their enemy. So they that whole campsite imploded and started attacking itself. So... With the Austria, they did it to themselves, but you can also use it offensively to break down someone else's teamwork 
it to benefit you as well. And that's what Gideon did. Yeah, it's a great strategic example of, of how leadership wins battles, you know. There's, there's a there's a difference. There's a difference in their in the, in the way they did it. And how much of that do you think had to do with how poorly the other side was was led? I think a great deal. Just like uh, uh, you make that same analogy to the you know 300 Spartan movie. They were fighting against King Xerxes. Xerxes had a million people, but they were from all over the world. And so since they weren't they were all over the world, they didn't they didn't feel like an allegiance to Persia. They said, hey, I'm fighting for Persia because Persia said they'll kick my butt if I don't. So you have these people that are just focused on their own thing. They're not worried about the team at large or the Persian group at large. So I think if you if you don't find a way like, you know, Team USA, Mighty Ducks, right, you have to get all your collective people and figure out how to weave them together for the common goal. So whoever does the better weaving is going to be more successful. Go Ducks. <laughs> what do you think, Stephen? Regarding? Oh, what, what, you know, Chris brought out an excellent point. Just trying to um, want to get your thoughts. I was grabbing a glass of water. So I do. <laughs> <laughs> so what I think he was trying to say is um, teamwork's great and all, you know, but without a leader, the teamwork is wasted. Clear direction. So couldn't you make that like the United States, at, United States at large? Like... I think I think for quite some, you know, quite some time ago, there was or there was a point in our history where it was kind of like, hey, let's all, you know, the country is more unified on, hey, we need to do this or stop this or fight for this or stand up for this. And I don't know how you guys feel, but I feel like in the last 15, 20 years, like it seems so divided, right? You're either you're either on on the right side or the left side of any political event. And there's such a gap between that. And I feel like the gaps are getting bigger and bigger. Of course. Well, the division keeps them in power. That's that's the whole reason for it. Yeah. Because yeah. if you if you actually look at these these quote unquote political leaders behind the scenes, a lot of them are fucking friends, and but you get them on a stage and they just talk right. shit on each other. But by keeping them divided, it keeps a two party system as the status quo as long as they keep that division. Because if everybody actually unites and decides, hey, this two party system is shit then their whole thing falls apart and like everybody's going to get replaced. So, so they're able to successfully keep the weave from happening. They're keeping it separated oh, yeah. to keep as two separate powers instead of one superpower. Yeah. That makes sense. I think the ideology in there is, you know, break, there's not a whole lot, who knows what you can do for your country, but in the aspect of your, yourself, your immediate family, maybe your extended family, your friends, your family, your work groups, Try to make a point to see if you can weave those and it'll make all those different aspects stronger and better. I agree hundred percent. You know, that's why I stopped picking sides. I just follow the money. It's all, it's all about taking care of my own. There you go. I, I don't care about the left or the right anymore. I used to not anymore. Green party, baby. Green for money. Is that what it means? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I don't need it. <laughs> so, wow. Peach schnapps. Definitely. Oh, he said it right. Okay. Cause I'm like, <laughs> What the fuck are you calling it snaps for? Snaps. Oh, I do like Snapple too. Snapple? Oh, Snaps. Fuck Snapple. Why would we what? got a bone to pick with Snapple? <laughs> well, they fine, don't fucking do words. the glass bottles anymore. What do they do? Yeah. Uh, they like plastic, plastic bullshit. Yeah. That's not Snapple. That's true. Next, you're going to tell me they don't have useless trivia on the bottom of the cap. <laughs> Does that you mean can't you're... Push the, you can't push the cap in like popping it a bunch, right? Once I haven't pop, had a snapple you, in like 20 years. Once you pop the glass top and you can be like, 
What's your opinion on Arizona okay. iced tea? Never had it. What? Oh, Shut up. No, Ryan, you can't say shit like that. <laughs> what do you mean you've never fucking had Arizona iced tea? It's a dollar for it's a tall a can. It's a fucking I, dollar I, forever. I yeah, I don't drink poor people How shit. fucking <laughs> dare you? What do you mean you've never tried it? Coming from the guy who eats Taco Bell. Yes, never pay full price. Is it because it's not in 98 cents? I told you already I'm done with Taco Bell. Oh, so. my God. No. But what about Baja Blast? I give up. I'll give it up. I'm closing. I'm stopping. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> you know the funny part is so Arizona iced tea yeah it's good but I swear all all their things are so have so much sugar so much sweetness in it I mean am I the only person out there that enjoys like a non-sweet iced tea or even a slightly iced tea I mean freaking go to go to Kansas City and they put like three cups of sugar in your iced tea and say enjoy yeah. sweetie I love like ice black tea yeah Ugh. I mean, I like a little bit of sweet in it too, but I mean, I'll no, drink no, iced fine, tea man. with like you a like lemon. You like it's good. I like a lot of things, but <laughs> I mean, I'm always trying to drink my weight in sugar with the fucking sweet tea from down south. What is what has more sugar, Chris? Is it sweet tea or Arizona iced tea? Probably sweet tea. <laughs> Probably sweet tea because they just straight up pour it in there. <laughs> okay, I've never had it. And I'm like. 50 50 mix <laughs> yeah i mean it, it well it's even like how, how much sugar is in a can of coke right 42 grams regular coke 42 grams yeah so what's that like 84 percent, right oh, yeah. so <laughs> i feel like it's up there <laughs> you can't see it it's a pretty color is that arizona iced tea negative ghost rider it is ultima 10 wars tawny porto 10 year oh here you go arizona iced tea 60 grams <laughs> sugar shut up 60 would you drink a oh, gallon of Kool-Aid? No. No. Sugar-free Kool-Aid. Uh, Who the fuck ooh. drinks sugar-free Kool-Aid? All <laughs> it is is sugar. <laughs> yeah, you you got to commit to it, man. There's no in-between on Kool-Aid. Uh, Bert Kreischer drinks a gallon of Kool-Aid a day. He's an idiot. <laughs> He's so <laughs> but how funny. How long has he been doing that? He's, <laughs> yeah, all, for a very long time. For a very is this your belly time. guy? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. so but, fucking retarded. That explains a lot. He's so good. He's so good. <sighs> anyway, Chris, how you feeling? Uh, you know, I feel like uh, I feel like I could use nice tea, but not a sweet tea. I've actually that's I've I've uh, I've kind of more or less like glassed over uh sugary iced teas and sodas, and I've replaced them with hot and cold teas. That's like my jam. So all day at work, I'm just like I'm drinking tea like I'm smoking cigarettes. You know that you're not really supposed to drink a shitload of tea. Why? What if it's green tea? Yeah. Well, firstly, it's caffeinated. That's one thing. But it also like is hard on your kidneys. Oh, that's a good point. I forgot about that. Uh, it's something like that. I, you, have to, you have to fact check me. But I heard no, that, no, like, I'm taking your word for it. Amounts of tea is not good for you. I'm going to cut out caffeine because you told me it's, it works on my kidneys. Oh, yeah. It says uh, it says you're good for like three to four cups per day so yeah so usually what i do is i drink a lot of green tea which gives me a little bit more leeway because green tea has just a tad less but my buddy told me he's like dude you're not supposed to drink that much green tea i said why not he says it it makes your bowels move makes you poop man and i'm like oh all right, so you could almost use it strategically if you need to, but um, like sounds like I'm gonna start drinking some green tea. Yeah, yo. All right, gentlemen. Um, well, that wraps up this week's episode. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Chris, for for your topic. Very beautiful, and Angel. Thank you so much for 
just for everything you do, man. You know, Angel, you, you do some good work. Next week's episode is going to be so much fun. <laughs> Next week episode, <laughs> all the fun. Yeah, stay tuned yeah, because we're going to talk about Ryan combo, baby. A lot of gay stuff, I'm sure. Nice, dude. I can hardly wait till next week. Dude, it's a long ways away, but guess what? It's going to be worth it. All right. Anything else you guys want to say before uh, closing out? No. <laughs> Why are you scratching that cat's asshole, Ryan? I'm scratching her back. It looks like it's asshole. Looks like its tails in the air and your fingers in its asshole. <laughs> oh, I see its asshole. <gasps> I see Persia's asshole. <laughs> Why is it red? Anyways, thank you so much, guys, for listening. Please like, subscribe on your favorite listening devices, and uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah.